Welcome to Navigating Widowhood, when happily ever after turns into now what? I'm your host, Julie Martella. Whether you're just starting on this journey or you've been here for a while, I'm here to provide you with support, guidance, and a little dose of humor. So, are you ready to get started? Let's go. Hello, friends and fellow navigators. I'm glad that you're here. Today's episode is going to be called How to Make Friends. (laughs) Or the Friends episode when, right? We're going to talk about friends and how to make friends as an adult and how to make friends as an adult who lost their person. Those, any of those by themselves is difficult enough. Smash them together and, um, You have a hot mess sometimes, I'll be real. So we're going to talk about that today. All right, so I'm going to start with a question. Do you have thoughts or what do you think when you think about, fill in the blank, making friends as an adult is blank? What do you think? Hard, easy, funny, painful? Stop it. I have annoying dogs bothering me this morning. (laughs) Sorry. Do you ever wonder, will I be able to make new friends? Well, I have a newsflash for you. Those are just thoughts. And I know that while your thoughts may feel true, it's just a thought. And I want to offer you a new thought today. What if... Making friends and meeting new people could be easy and more comfortable. I know for some of you, especially my fellow introverts, you're like, this lady's got a bunch of crazy talk today, but just hear me out. Our podcast today, we're going to take the scary (laughs) out of making friends as an adult. All right, here's the deal. Making friends at any age past kindergarten can be a little challenging. Oh, I'll give you till third grade. Eh, I'll give you first grade, right? When they're in kindergarten and you go out to recess, you run up to a person, you say, you want to go play jump rope with me? And the other person says, sure. And they go off and play jump rope. And those kids go home and they say, I have a new friend. It's my jump rope friend, right? It's so easy. But somehow between kindergarten and the rest of our life, we let our minds get involved with the process. So, and then, and then we have the issues of technology. We have smartphones and we have social media, which, which there's lots of arguments that it actually hurts our mental health. There's, there's a lot of things working against the kindergarten model of making friends, which we kind of need to get back to. <laughs> you can lament the technology. You can be, you can mourn the fact that we are stuck on social media, or you can acknowledge that, hey, technology is a part of our life, so how do I use it to help me, right? That is the question. How can I use technology to help me get connected and to make friends? So what I have learned is that making friends as an adult is actually a two-step process. You need to, number one, get in touch with what it is you like to do. Now, as a widowed person, I could tell you for a long time, I couldn't even tell you what I like to do because I didn't know, right? Can anybody relate? 
We don't know what we like to do. We know what we like to do with our person. But I don't know what Julie likes to do by herself. I have no idea. So one of the things I had to do was I had to figure out, before I could go make a friend, I had to figure out what it is I actually like to do. And I had to come up with ways to answer the question, Julie, what do you like to do? So I'm going to ask you some questions today. And I want you to know before we get started, there's going to be a lot of questions and a lot of brainstorming today. And I will put everything in the show notes with a link. So I'll put a link to the blog post that talks about these things. This is actually two separate blog posts. So I'll put the links in so that you can find them, so that you can just relax and go, huh, I didn't think about that. All right, so here we go. Here are my questions for you to figure out what is it that you like to do? Here's how you get in touch with that. What makes you smile? What makes you laugh? What brings you joy? Here's a good one. Do you have an activity that you do that makes you lose track of time? What do you tend to follow on social media? That that can give you clues to what you like to do. What makes you feel curious? And by curious, I mean what makes you go, huh, wow, I didn't think about that. What is the place, you need to think about this, what is the place of religion in your life? And what is the place of physical activity in your life? So if you gave that a scale of like one to 10, and the other one is, what is the place, how do you feel about alcohol? Because if you don't drink, then hanging out at bars isn't going to be your thing. (laughs) So, and the last question I want you to think about is, how involved do you want your children involved in your social life? And I know for um, maybe for older people, for like me, I'm one of them. I don't have young children anymore. So that question kind of you might go, huh? But for younger parents, this is a very valid question. How involved do you want your children involved in your social life? And there is no wrong answer. So please remember that. All right? Now, you can go back. We can find these lists. And what I would recommend that you do is make a list from these questions that allows you to zoom in on what you like and what you like to do. And then once you are armed with that information, then you can go look for the different ways to use technology to help you find your people, okay? All right, so I put out a poll and the poll said, my, I sent it out to uh, my Facebook groups and to my friends and to anyone that had a pulse. <laughs> and I said, hey, how do you make friends? If I was to be dropped into the middle of your town as a new person, what is the best thing I can do to make friends? And my people were amazing. I have to tell you that. And they gave me a ton of suggestions. There were a top three that were top three by a landslide and number one especially. But the rest of them, they gave me enough answers that I could group things into categories based on those questions I just asked you. So we're going to go through the data. Look, we're going to be little scientists right now and we're going to go through the data. So the number one way for people to make friends as adults, 
getting involved in church or a church group. What that tells me is that people move towards their comfort zones throughout their life. And there's a huge social event. Our church, it can be a big social event in every community. Now, as a widowed person, you may or may not like that. And that's okay. Remember, no judgment here. Some people love church and need church and find comfort in church. Some people are upset and their faith has been shipwrecked or they've decided to turn their back or they never were a believer or they're agnostic or atheist or whatever it is. What what it is here though is that if you are a believer, no matter what your religion, getting involved in a church or church group was just the number one way to meet people. That's all that that means. Now, moving on. Number two, the big number two was get to know your neighbors. And somebody said, pay attention to where you move if you're going to move. Because if you're a young person in the, who loves to go out and, and goes to, likes to go do things at night, late at night, then you if you're moving, you might want to consider, for example, living in the middle of a big town. That might be your vibe. So putting you out in the suburbs would not be a good match for you. Can you relate? So it's not about, it's not about excluding people, but it's about when you have to, if you are in the situation where you're moving, it's about considering, does the neighborhood that I'm moving in reflect my values and reflect the things that I like to do. Okay. So that was just a caveat, but in the area of getting to know your neighbor, people talked about making uh, cookies and going out to visit, getting out your barbecue and dragging it out to the front of the house and cooking hot dogs. Be friendly, wave, smile, make eye contact. Ooh, ooh. That's kind of a scary thing, right? If you can you imagine smiling, waving, and making eye contact all at the same time? Might make yourself a friend. Invite your neighbors over if assuming you live in a safe neighborhood, right? It's all about safety. Um, your neighbors are the people that you will see the most often, and they have huge friend potential. Now, if you are the person, there is a member of my family whose name I will not drop who is older than me, who comes home from his place of business, drives into his parking or his driveway, drives into the garage, closes the door behind him, goes in his house and never talks to anybody. (laughs) It doesn't matter where he lives. His friend making potential has been a bit handicapped. All right. So think about that. Okay. And the number three, the third biggest way to make friends the, the, by, you know, the big three, volunteer in your community. Join a service club like Rotary, you got Lions, Kiwanis, Toastmasters, the Elks Lodge, you got Seroptimist. There are a ton of public service organizations. You could help build a house for Habitat for Humanity. You could sit on a board of directors You could attend your local's farmer's market or the rodeo or the fair or hang out at bingo night and help with call the bingo cards. One person said she even volunteered at a horse therapy ranch. Now, 
If you like horses, what an amazing thing. If you don't, that's not your jam. (laughs) Just make sure that you like what they're doing. And that is a fabulous way to make friends. All right. Other ways to make friends. The rest of these activities, I was able to group into categories. And that's why we're going back to. Remember, consider the things when you answered the question, what brings you joy? What makes you curious? Where's the place of activity levels and these things? All right. If you are a tech person, you could join a Facebook group, join a meetup group. That's an app. Start a coffee group using your Nextdoor app. Join an online organization via Zoom, right? These are ways to use technology to connect with people. And I know it's not the same as face-to-face connection, but if the uh, early 2020s have taught us anything, it's that online connection is better than nothing. That's all I'm going to say about that. (laughs) If you are an outdoors or adventure person, join a hiking group. Find your dog park, like that would be my jam, and go on doggy play group, doggy play groups. Now, you should know they have little dog play groups and they have big dog play groups. And you should probably go to the play group not based on the people you want to see, but based on where your dog is going to be most successful. Because I have a big dog that likes to, would eat little dogs, or he likes to chew on them for fun, and they don't appreciate that. So consider that. You could look for a kayaking group or a bicycle club. An excellent source if you're looking for those things. I was just at REI uh, up in, I live near Fresno, and uh, they have a board full of all the activities they're going to do. Meetup groups, again, all kinds of activities. There's probably a meetup for all of those activities, all right? Social activities was the next thing. If you are an extrovert, these are like, this is your jam. You're hanging out at bars. Woo, not me. (laughs) You're chatting people up. You're just saying hi. You're asking locals questions like, hey, where's the best place to get coffee around here? You're going to the same bars and restaurants and chatting with the people that you see there. You're joining bunco groups. You're wine tasting. You're in boating and motorcycle clubs. You're doing your social thing. And that's the thing. You're doing the thing that makes you happy, but you're doing it with a group of people. If you, work was another area. If you, some people have rules about work, like they do not want to be friends with the people they work with. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if you work in a system that has 500 employees, that's a great place to make some friends, some really great friends. So um, consider work. Consider uh, being mayor of the town. Everybody wants to be your friend when you're the mayor. (laughs) If you are a sports and fitness person, right? Participate in a recreational sports league. Coach a sport. Join the gym. Take a class. Um, If you're a recreation person, try roller derby or bowling leagues or taking a class from your rec center. And if the rec center doesn't have a class, then teach a class, right? If you love to um, do digital photography and there's no class, Teach the class. You're going to meet people that share the things that make you happy. If you are a learning uh, focused person, join a book club, join an art class, join uh, a knitting or crocheting group, join what whatever it is. Oh, the university. So I, I told you I live south of Fresno and 
all the major universities have, um, they have, oh, what is it called? Like an auxiliary learning program. The um, Fresno State specifically has this program. If you're 50 and older, you can, they have a whole set of classes that you can take. Guess what? Lots of people doing the stuff that you like to do. And the last category and very important category is if you are family oriented, specifically if you have kids or if you're a grandparent who's very involved with the kids and you're helping with the kids, consider there are a lot of ways, that's kind of the, in in some ways, that's the easiest way to make friends because you can, you can, basically you're using your kids here. You, (laughs) that's what my one friend said. You're using your kids to make friends. I said, well, you could think of it that way or you're enriching your kids' lives and as a byproduct, you might meet some interesting people. But this is what you can do. You can enroll your kids in a sport. You can join a boosters club. So if you have your kids in high school, especially any activity that your kid does in high school, there's usually a boosters club involved. And the function of the boosters club is to raise money to support the kids so that they can do their activity. What a great way to help your kids, help the school and meet people. Uh, Enroll your kids if you have younger kids, Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts. And I have to give a shout out. My personal favorite is the 4-H club. 4-H, you do not have to be a farm kid to do 4-H. 4-H is an amazing organization for children. I have been a 4-H leader. I taught a cooking class, which was kind of hilarious, but we did it. (laughs) So I kept trying to teach them how to make healthy foods and they would, and, and naturally like farm to table type things. And they were always asking me, when are we making cookies again? (laughs) So, but you can do 4-H groups with your kids. They need leaders for 4-H groups. The kids, the kids learn so many wonderful skills in things like 4-H. So if you are, if you have kids and you've made the decision, yes, my kids are part of the package and we kind of travel as a pack, then those are great ways to make friends with kids. Now, I want, so now if you've gone through the list and you're, and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I would like to do some of these, but I don't even know where to begin. Well, I'm going to help you there. This is where you're going to begin. You're going to go on your computer. You're going to use the uh, technology, right? You're going to go on your computer and you're going to do one of a few things. Number one, you can go look for your meetup app. And the meetup app, they have them in every community and it's based on interest. And you just put your information in and you just look at what's happening in my part of the world. And there's so many things. Number two, get on your computer and you're going to do a Google search or whatever, whatever your server is search. And you might search whatever that sparked your interest. So let's say it was kayaking. Then you're going to look for kayaking near me, kayaking groups near me, dog parks near me. See how easy that is? Churches near me or Jewish synagogues near me if you need to get specific. So use use the internet, use your technology to go find the places where your people are. And then the last thing is, is that you need to remember that we're, when, let's go back to the kindergarten model. The kindergarten model, the kids go out to recess, they go play jump rope together, they go back to class, they're living their best life, they go home and they move on. 
That's what we need to do. We meet somebody, we go have a cup of coffee. We chit chat, we live our best lives, we, have, we laugh, we move on. Friendship is not about one interaction. Don't put all the pressure on like the first date, the one interaction. Friendship, there was, a, there was some studies done that talked about like you need 200 hours to form a friendship. And guess what? 200 hours, the first step is maybe 15 minutes, maybe 30 minutes, maybe one hour. So you need to approach making friends instead of going out and going, oh my gosh, I'm going to this group because I need to make friends. No, you need to take the mental mindset. Remember, manage your mindset. You need to take the mindset of, I am going to do this activity because I think it's really interesting and I'm curious to know more about it. Or I am going to go have coffee with Bob. I bet Bob has a really interesting story and I'm going to have a cup of coffee. Might not be good, might be good, might be bad, but I'm going to get to visit with Bob and then I'm going to go about my day. That's it. That's, that's the amount of pressure that you need to give in making friends. And that's the problem. When we try to make friends with all this pressure on us, then it becomes a really awkward, difficult thing. When you take the perspective of, I am just meeting people and listening to their amazing, interesting stories, then it becomes easy. And then it becomes easy to say hello to someone at the store and make eye contact and smile at the same time. Like you could do it. I do it all day long. And I am a committed introvert. <laughs> if I'm telling you what, my friends. If I can do this, you can do this. All right? I'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Navigating Widowhood. If you're ready to take the next step in your healing journey and want personalized support, I invite you to work with me. I specialize in guiding widows and widowers through the challenges of grief, helping you find strength, resilience, and a renewed sense of purpose. You may join our community of courageous individuals who are navigating widowhood together. To learn more and to get on the wait list for my exclusive coaching program, visit my website at navigatingwidowhood.com. Remember, you're not alone on this path. Together, we can navigate widowhood with bravery and courage. Join me and let's embark on this transformative journey together.